And ladies and gentlemen, gyms have been back in Michigan for about five days now. And I've gone three out of those five days. So, I'm a jock now. Welcome to the Two Schmoes Show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the Jock Orion, and I'm a jock. <laughs> and welcome. How are you doing today, Cairo? game and there's an update like 18 gigs like obviously not just you know small stuff and it's the new patch it's just out there and there is like a solid five hours of everyone just trying to figure out is this on purpose are they just you know like shadow releasing the build is this what the hell's going on here and for a long time everyone was just sort of like oh they must have just pushed the wrong patch out or something like that then like Five hours later, at some dumb Ubisoft conference, they make the official announcement of, it's live now! And we're all like, yeah, no shit, you did it at the wrong time. So, um, fun story. That whole intro, we lost your half the audio, because I totally forgot to switch over the audio device. Nice. But it's okay, because they got to hear you talk about a random patch to something they don't fully know about. So TLDR, um, I am fat and lazy, Ubisoft is dumb, and they don't know how time zones work. Perfect. Oh, that was perfect. Keeping that. All right. Oh, welcome back. So, Had a nice Labor Day break. It was nice. Was it? What would you do on Labor Day? Oh, my God. I, don't... <laughs> I asked the right question wanted there. to die. So one of the people I work with is on vacation right now. They're supposed to be back like after Labor Day weekend. They're in Wyoming. And while they were away in Wyoming, their whatever the percent rate for daily infections that they measure it with ticked up high enough that they now have to self-quarantine when they get back. So they're going to be gone another two weeks. That's a mess. It's such a mess. So like, I was doing the math for this in my head. Compared to where we were at the start of the summer to where we are now, we've had three people change jobs, one person go away to start grad school, one person who is now on family medical leave, one person who is in quarantine, and one other person who left the company we, we've gone from like almost like 10 people down to right now there's three of us on a normal day get shrek and it, welcome to my world it is ridiculous i had that same exact thing happen last night i only had three people in my whole store running it on a saturday on a sunday it's not enough people to like do anything like that it's just not enough yeah it was a nightmare. I, it's why I slept until like 11 today, because I was running out getting mm-hmm. carts like every 10 minutes. Such a mess. Yeah. Less of a mess than the West Coast, though. Holy shit. I, I don't think... Big, I, big fires. Yeah, I don't think the West Coast needs those burns right now. 
No. No. It's and it's so late in the season too. Like it's September. It, I've I've had to start wearing a sweatshirt outside because it's cold enough. Yeah, Michigan. There's massive forest fires. I know, but I mean, it's just like it's so weird. Uh, Colorado had the earliest recorded snowfall in their recorded history. Are you serious? Yeah, that's jank. Let me let me find that. It was crazy. That was literally the. They went from the earliest snowfall that they've ever recorded. Like statewide sort of a thing to having record high temperatures later in the week. And you're telling me global warming's a myth. Climate change is a myth. Yeah. Meanwhile, California, Oregon, and parts of Washington burned down. Now, are you sure that there was actual snow and not just ash from those states? <laughs> right. So here it is. This is a CPR. I have no idea what this website is. But on... Um, oh, okay. So Colorado tied the record for like their craziest weather week ever. Tied. The earliest snow record rec- is on record for Denver was September 3rd, 1961. They had snow on September 6th or September 7th. Oh, here, here's a good tweet. Let me pull this up. This is from some place. I got to zoom in because Twitter is tiny for some reason. So they went from... 80s 90s pushing over a hundred degrees in some parts of colorado on the 6th to being on a winter storm watch on the 7th and 8th welcome to michigan like that's like even for michigan that's crazy going from a hundred plus to below freezing what the hell You know when you said that their last uh, snow record was like in the 60s? Yeah. I think that's what you know Trump supporters meant by make America great again. We're going back to the 60s. <laughs> breaking records like the 60s. Right. It just makes sense, Cairo. It does. It does. <laughs> oh, boy. What a mess everything is at the moment. Yeah. Have you seen also about have you seen those photos of like California where everything is just like red? Oh yeah. It looks like a fucking dystopian like music video. Mm Mm-hmm. Um I had someone in another Discord I was in. Let me see if I can find this to get the number. They live in Oregon and they were talking about how poor the air quality was. Um and they were saying that literally going out to get their mail and walk back was causing them like like physical pain it was so bad from all the smoke yeah and they i don't this is not something that i've like ever looked up before because you know like we live in michigan air quality is for the most part pretty damn good except for you know like when the pollen gets real bad but you know usually you have other problems at that point yeah well, even then, even when it's like really bad smog, it's not like so bad that it's really noticeable. I think like the worst air I've ever breathed was like in Chicago. 
Yeah, Chicago can get pretty bad when it gets hot. Yeah, it just sort of just everything just stays low and it's just bad, gross. So they had uh, an air quality index of three hundred and seventy-four. When I looked up what it was where I was living on that same day, it was like under forty. <laughs> and theirs was at three hundred and eighty. Like, what the hell? How is anybody okay with that? I know. Man, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. And then there's all this crap about how, God, there's been so many false claims, particularly in Oregon, where someone started the rumor that, oh, it was Antifa setting fires and... I remember All that. Sorts of bullshit. How do you know it wasn't Antifa, though? Come on, Kyrel. Well, because they've caught some of the people who are doing it. <laughs> oh, darn. It's like, it's exactly the same as any other one. It's these people who have, they either just want attention or they want, like, the hero mentality. They caught one woman who was trying to set a fire in a median. And her idea was that she would start the fire and then also put it out and be a hero for putting it out. And that went very wrong. I feel like this is a direct correlation to just the social media aspect of heroism. Where I don't know. People want that 15 up. minutes of fame and it seems easier than ever with social media. That's true. People do. So what you're saying is I need to start a fire now. Yes. Start a fire and put it out. Be the hero. We'll do. People will be like, how'd that fire get there? And Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. I put it out. That's the important part. I put it out. You know what I should do? I should take a fire extinguisher and just like spray it on this random area that no one's walking by. And then when people <laughs> come by and see like all the like the puff puff from it, I'd be like, yeah, you should have seen the fire that was just here. That way, I don't have to actually start a fire and be an arsonist. Nice. Big brain. Speaking of fire, uh, last night, 12.30 at night, I have no idea why they did it then. The city of Portage people were going around like taking the pressure off of the fire hydrants like they do. Oh, great. But they were doing it at midnight. <laughs> and that's loud. Very so loud. there's just this truck driving around opening up the taps of like half a dozen fire hydrants water fucking everywhere that's beautiful that was terrible like I'm trying to sleep and this shit's going on outside that's like some Olivet move right there yeah break another water main <laughs> Oh, snap. Oh. That happened like twice when we were there, didn't it? I want to say, it definitely happened once. I remember it. It for sure happened once. Yeah. I, I feel like there was something else with the water that happened another time. Wasn't there a time like the water was not safe to drink because a vein broke? So we had to like, I don't Something like that. Yeah. Because I remember the water coming out brown for a little bit, like for a day or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, huh. I'm trying to remember now. Oh well. 
What else do we have in the news today? We have the tapes that were uncovered. What's that? The tapes. Which tapes? Which tapes? The COVID tapes. I don't know what you're talking about. There was like a whole bunch of tapes uncovered of Trump saying his plan for how to take care of the coronavirus, and he said he was going to downplay it as hell. Oh, that. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I heard something about that, but I don't remember almost at all like what the actual details of it were. I just remember hearing a little bit of the tapes because I was mm -hmm. part of me wanted to believe it was like an impersonator or something like that. But that's the kind of thing that they can do like deep, like just vocal deep fakes when there's that much audio of someone. You can really easily do something like that. Yeah, that's why I listened to a little bit of it. And I couldn't really tell any like noticeable things. So I decided to let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. Let's see. I feel like I can even find this. Politico.com. Tapes showed Trump acknowledging virus threat in February. Is that what you what you were hearing about? Yeah. Okay. So this is a series of on-the-record interviews with Bob Woodward. Who is Bob Woodward? He is an interviewer for the Washington Post. Fair enough. So some of the specific lines here, he was saying, this was an interview on February 7th. Or no, sorry. Um, he was recounting a... No, no, the, the interview was on February 7th, and he was recounting a conversation he had... Trump was recounting a conversation he had with Xi Jinping. And he said that the coronavirus was, quote, more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flu. This is more deadly. This is five per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%, you know, this. So this is deadly stuff. Holy. That was fuck. a verbatim quote. And I don't think that was a coherent sentence in there. You know, it sounds like, you know, it's a big, you, you know, a de deal. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah. Excerpts of those conversations were published Wednesday by the Washington Post, including an exchange between Trump and Woodward in which the president revealed he was eager to downplay the coronavirus outbreak so as not to alarm Americans. On March 19th, Trump said, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic. Well, there was Trump a panic. <laughs> yeah, no shit there was a panic. <laughs> Trump later defended himself during a White House briefing, emphasizing the notion that he was trying to prevent panic. He called Woodward's account just another political hit job and said he was acting in the country's best interest, even calling himself a cheerleader for this country. <laughs> okay, that's too good. Who's he cheering? Who even knows? His own bank account. I was about to say, do you think he like he's going to sleep with the quarterback now? Getting all nice and cozy with Mitch McConnell. I was about to say, is Mitch McConnell the quarterback? No, Mitch McConnell would be the coach. You're right. Like, he would he would be sitting on the sidelines like Bill Belichick with the cutoff sleeves on his sweatshirt. Oh my god, I can picture it perfectly. It's that's just too apt. Who would be the quarterback? 
Trump would, if Trump's the cheerleader, who's the quarterback? Probably like Jared Kushner. That's a fair assessment. Because he doesn't do a lot, but he does like go around to a lot of places. He's definitely the face. Yeah. I was watching a pretty good video. This is a while back on uh, uh, last week tonight when they were talking about Jared Kushner and how absurd it was with the number of responsibilities that he was going to be given at the start of uh, Trump's presidency. Because it was literally like at one point he was Trump said that Kushner would be handling both foreign and domestic policy, which oh, is all of the policy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, John Oliver brought up the point of like, what is Jared Kushner's voice sound like? Have you ever heard him speak ever? I, I've heard him speak once. It was back like, when I was doing so... audio clips. For, uh, yeah, news. it's so hard to find actual clips of him speaking like at all nope he just doesn't speak on camera almost ever never <laughs> man <laughs> so who's the line back the rest of the senators that's fair so what's that make Pelosi? I have no idea. That's good. Yeah. Analogy too deep. Yeah. <laughs> what else is in the news? Oh my god! I just have to read some more of these lines. Okay, go ahead. We have to show leadership. Leadership, Trump said. Our leader and lead. Sorry. We have to show leadership, Trump said. And leadership is all about confidence. And confidence is confidence in our country. Confidence is confidence. What in does our that country. even mean? It means yes, the floor is made out of floor. <laughs> Chiral, confidence is confidence. You're either confident Apparently. or you're not confident. And confidence is confidence. And confidence is confidence. Just like, you know, um a towel is a towel. And um but really this is so fucking stupid. The new interviews included other variety of other explosive statements from the president on issues of racial justice, foreign affairs, and national defense, with Trump revealing that he had, quote, built a nuclear, a weapons system that nobody's ever had in this country before. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I would love for it to be, like, such a shitty weapon system that no one's had it. In the, like, like, this is something that Trump personally made. And it's just like wooden blocks stacked up on top of each other in a missile silo. I was actually about to say, it's like a whole bunch of cardboard boxes with duct tape held together. Mm -hmm. And it says big missile with missile with one A S. nuclear weapons system the world has never seen. It's called the confidence. <laughs> oh, I love it. What do you even like... I don't know, man. How do you go about, like, interviewing Trump and he says stuff like that and you don't break out into laughter? I have no idea. That's the thing I don't understand. I just, I don't. I've I've just gotten to the point where I just have to accept that I will not understand the level of willful ignorance and stupidity that some of these people have. <laughs> 
I yeah. just I can't understand it, and I never will. They're just people that aren't down to earth, you know. They aren't thinking. They're just not at all doing and hoping they're making the right decisions. I remember hearing. How do I put this? Uh, maybe that story's not the best to tell. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been also hearing a lot about the situation in the UK with Brexit stuff again. Apparently, there's now been five former prime ministers that have criticized some new bill the internal market bill okay so what would this be because i've heard a lot about this and i've heard a lot of people not like it but i actually haven't seen what it is so let me see if i can find this so on the 31st of January, the UK left the EU. Yes. Yep. Um, God help them. The two sides are now in the closing weeks of negotiations for a post-Brexit trade deal before the transition period ends on the 31st of December with informal talks taking place in Brussels this week. A key part of the withdrawal agreement, which is now an international treaty, was the Northern Ireland Protocol designed to prevent a hard border returning to the island of of the island of ireland that's a hard one to say the internal market bill proposed by the government would override that part of that agreement when it came to goods and would allow the uk to modify or reinterpret state aid rules on subsidies for firms in northern ireland in the event of the two sides not agreeing a to a future trade deal Last week, Northern Ireland Secretary Brandon Lewis said the bill would break international law in a specific and limited way, leading to swaths of criticism from all sides of the political spectrum. So the whole thing, I kind of get where they're coming at with this. Yeah. Because the whole problem with the, the hard border in hard border in Ireland is that part of the island of Ireland is still under the control of the UK. And before the EU, there was a hard border there. And it was kind of dumb because it was uh, a product of past misgivings that the nations had. And it was always a good thing because there's huge stretches of this border that are farmland, basically. Yeah. And there's little more than, you know, like maybe not even a fence that shows where that border is. So to have an actual international hard border between them would be a huge trade issue because you either have to enforce it and make sure that people don't just cross it whenever like they currently do, which sucks because then that is a clear reminder of the times in the past when that was the case and there were, you know, pretty stark different opinions between um the, the irish and the english and it was just generally bad bad in general for everyone it's not looked back on you know even close to fondly or the other side of it is that you don't have a hard border and the entirety of brexit is basically a sham at that point because 
you can just send stuff across that border now and get around everything. So what was the point in the first place? <laughs> so what you're saying is Irish-British tensions again. Basically. Yeah, that's pretty much their only option. Without, you know, yeah, so much. Oh my god, that's a mess. How does Ireland feel about this? I think they've taken, you know, they've of course taken a strong interest in it, but they're leaving it more to the international talks to get it sorted and That's... not directly intervening. You know, they, they would have EU representatives taking yeah. part in all of this, but they are doing it within the context of the EU as a whole. That is a mess. Well, good luck, Britain, because your last few times talking and hanging out with the Irish this closely did not work out well. Mm hmm. So, are we just both in agreement that Brexit was like a really bad deal for Britain? Entirely. Yeah, this is like. I feel bad for them. Like. Literally a quarter of my country's on fire right now, but I still feel bad for the UK. Yeah, it's really a tragedy for the whole mess of it. Um, and I feel like it's another thing where there's just so much propaganda around it that most people didn't even understand what they were voting for when they voted to leave. Oh, yeah. And now they're finally starting to see what it actually, what they voted for. And they're like, well, shit, that doesn't work. And I've seen people who like people who have businesses that rely on being able to travel between the UK and the EU. And they were like, oh yeah, we want to reinforce our border. So we'll, we'll leave the EU. And, but they like, they can't get their head to understand that this means that their business will be dead. Yes. You know? There's one specific person who ran like a flower company. That's like a time sensitive thing. The flowers will die if you're staying at the border for too long, waiting to get into the EU. And because of Brexit, if it went through, their company's done. You can't send flowers in a timely manner across international borders like that. It just takes too long. It's almost like the EU is this really smart idea to keep Europe all together and make practical economic mm -hmm. decisions. Good luck getting back into the EU. Yeah. So that's a pretty big mess. Yeah. They're going to have like another Thatcher situation, I bet. I don't know. I don't know what the goal, like, I don't get what they're planning on getting to at this point. Yeah. I don't know if they the end game easily is. could just call for a referendum on it. But they don't want to because they're just too stubborn over it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, man. It's kind of jank. Good luck, Ireland. I'm not Ireland, UK. 
So TikTok. Oh yes, that's been in the news. Um, apparently, Google parent company Oracle, or no, Google, Google's owned by Alphabet. Who who is it that Oracle owns? What does Oracle do? Because I know Alphabet is Google. Oracle. Multinational, American multinational computer tech headquarters. Blah, blah, blah. What do they own? Do they not? <laughs> they are apparently their own company. Okay. I know I've heard of Oracle. What do they do? What do I know them for? I don't know. What do you know them for? I have no idea. Because <laughs> I've never heard of them. Is this like another Mandela effect situation? Uh, no, I don't think so. Are you my chiral? Yes. Okay. So there's another company called SAP that Oracle cooperates with. And I do use SAP at work. Okay. But I know I've heard of Oracle just in general. They really haven't done much lately. Oracle is apparently confirmed as the uh, U.S. partner to run TikTok in the U.S. Okay. So if this goes through, it would be, you know, TikTok stays available in states. I thought it's not going through. Oh, no, that's the Microsoft deal. Yeah, Microsoft got turned down. Yes. Which I'm kind of glad about. Yep. I don't know. I wouldn't mind TikTok just burning down in the U.S. It's kind of a cancer, but... Oh, it's totally a cancer. You know how many kids I see doing TikTok dances in my store? Ugh, too many, I'm sure. Not... Yeah. And I don't have enough bullets. <laughs> I kid. I did see these two kids like practicing martial arts in my lobby, and I thought that was adorable. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm biased. No, but like, TikTok is nothing more than just Vine. Basically, Vine with less time limits. Yeah. And I've never understood the appeal of it. My parents TikTok more than I do. I don't TikTok at all. Well, I've never TikToked so. myself, so. What I'm saying is, it's one of those things that I've just never gotten the the like like why, why would you want to communicate in this way? It's more about the culture that just surrounds it at this point, wouldn't you think? I have no idea. I don't know. I know that TikTok has more of a defined culture than most social media apps. Where Twitter, you go for that negative uh, feedback loop. I've just seen <laughs> yes. shit just go to... Mm. You want negativity, you go to Twitter. Facebook, you go if you want to, you know, have political debates. Uh, what else is there? Instagram? Mm -hmm. Instagram's where you go if you're horny. Yes, also true. Yes. And same with OnlyFans, but that's more explicit. And TikTok, I guess, is where you go if you want to be stupid. I guess. What about MySpace? 
MySpace? That's dead. That's true. That's where you go when you have one foot in the grave. Damn. Damn. What else is there that we have social media-wise? Scanning through right now. Um... Apparently, they have found evidence of phosphine on Venus. Yes, I was reading about is, that. Yeah, it's a gas that is associated with uh, organic life that does not breathe oxygen. So there are known microbes that um, like live in certain animals' guts that uh, phosphine is associated with, and in particularly oxygen-poor environments like swamps. Yes. So what that means is it's possible that those clouds can sustain life. Yes. The bigger question that they're trying to figure out is where the phosphine came from. Because as far as we know, it doesn't make sense, I guess, that it's in the quantities that it's in. So it has to be generated from something else, and they just haven't figured out yet what that is. Well, what, what do we know the chemicals that make up phosphine? Yes, it's phosphorus and hydrogen. Okay, that's what I thought. Isn't it just possible that those they could have had a collision in the atmosphere of Jupiter? Uh, Venus. Venus. And yes, it is. Um, it's just the amounts that they're detecting, like the concentrations wouldn't make sense for that kind of random chance. Okay. Hmm. That's a little creepy then. It's odd. And one of the possible explanations would be um, that there is some organism on Venus that's converting other things into phosphine. Can life be sustained on Venus? It wasn't thought, not life as we might know it, but... Like something simple. My, like microbes, yes. Okay. That's what they're looking at right now. Just simple microbes that would be able to uh, take some other gas that's in the air and process it internally and excrete, like the phosphine is a waste product. That's one hell of a waste product. Mm-hmm. I wish my waste product could make a whole colony of living creatures. Yeah. As a chemist, how excited does this make you? Eh. Eh? Not particularly. Fair enough. I don't know. It's one of those things where, I mean, it's cool, but... At the same time, I've seen so many different things that are like this. Like, oh my god, we found blank on blank. This could mean blank. And then it just kind of goes nowhere. Yeah. It's like battery technology. Battery technology is one of those things that, like, the first time you see, like, we've designed this new battery system that's 100% more efficient than anything else. And you're like, wow, that's really cool. But then you actually look into it, and it's either uh, wildly inefficient or wildly expensive and then nothing ever happens with it because it's always been way easier to make everything else more efficient than the actual batteries yeah so like you know phone batteries 
phone batteries have stayed the same for like the better part of the last five to eight years. There's been incremental upgrades to them, but for the most part, we're able to get more out of our phones than we were before because they have more efficient transistors that use the energy that the batteries hold. So they're just generally more efficient. And then that makes the same batteries we already have last longer. Fair enough. So far. Yeah. That's always been a much better way to increase efficiency. I mean, that when you put it like that, it makes perfect sense to just go for <laughs> the stuff that's going to make the batteries last longer than to upgrade the batteries. Right. Huh. I don't know. <clears throat> what I, else do we have here? Oh, good. No, I'm just thinking about how weird it is because you almost get those articles daily about how they say they find a gas on a different planet and it could mean this could mean that and i don't know it's weird looking at that through the lens of someone who's actually more scientifically literate like you where me Mm -hmm. i've just got like a beginner's knowledge of chemistry yeah yeah what were you about to bring up um, apparently someone has asked for the exhumation of Warren Harding. Who is that? Former president. Hmm. I recognize that name. Yeah. He was the 29th president serving between 1921 and 1923. Okay. Apparently he had an affair with one Nan Britton and her daughter not sure exactly what it is it'd be her son sorry son or grandson is looking to have his remains exhumed to confirm their relationship (laughs) which is probably not gonna happen because the other members of harding's family have already said that they recognize this person as being harding's grandson yeah and it just wouldn't be necessary. But we gotta have the DNA just to be sure, man. Yeah. Chiral. So in 2015, a genetic test confirmed a match between uh, Mr. Blazing's DNA and that of two known Harding descendants. His biological link to Harding was officially declared by Ancestry DNA. Thanks, Ancestry.com. Yeah. Plug. Sponsored by, I don't know, whatever happened to those 23andMe sponsorships? I don't know. I guess that just kind of, it was a fad, I guess. It just kind of wore out. Yeah. I mean, I did Ancestry, but I remember 23andMe being all over the place. Harding's benefactors are preparing to mark the occasion. Oh, wait, what is this? Apparently, we're coming up on. Oh, okay. So, we're coming up on the 100 year anniversary of Harding's election as president. And they're planning on upgrading a museum in Ohio where Harding was born. And this guy is just kind of angry that he and his mother aren't being included in it, I guess. Ouch. And he's hoping that this would change that. And the family's basically just come back like, no, we know who you are. We don't care. Ow. 
I mean, it looks bad on Harding, so I can imagine why they wouldn't want him there. Yeah. But at the same time, that's really dickish. Yep. How would you feel if you were secretly related to a president? I feel like I wouldn't really care. Same. You know, I mean, I, for most people, I'm sure if you look back far enough, you can find someone interesting that you're related to in some way. But that doesn't say anything about you specifically. So I just don't really see it as being particularly of value. What if you found out you were related to Andrew Jackson? I would probably try to hide that for the rest of my life. Fair enough. But every time Dude, you look at a twenty dollar bill, you would see him eyeballing you. <laughs> Damn it, Grandpa! Stop judging what I do with my twenties. <laughs> Looks deep into your soul and is like, "Come on, you know you want to commit some more crimes." <laughs> Go to the local Indian reservation and kick them off. It's your money now. <laughs> do it. It's your legacy. Avenge me! Yeah, don't think so. Oh darn! Holy shit! Billionaire Mike Bloomberg has pledged at least a hundred million dollars to help Joe Biden's presidential campaign in Florida. I heard wow. about that. I still don't think that's Bloomberg enough money. Bloomberg has already spent a billion dollars trying to defeat Biden and become the Democratic challenger. Do you, do you ever just wish you had Bloomberg's money? Absolutely. That, that would be unreal. That is ridiculous how much money he's already like, spent on this. Literally a fraction of a percent of his money and any one person would be set for life. But all he does is just hang out with it. What do you even do when you have that much money that you feasibly cannot spend it in your lifetime? Oh my god. I don't know. Give it to your kids. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh god. So There's no reason for people to have, for an individual to have that much money. No. Living up here in Byron, we have like a lot of rich people with rich kids. And it amazes me how weird it is seeing like some of these kids walk up into the store with Supreme and Gucci. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God. So, do you think $100 million is going to be enough for Biden to take Florida? Because I don't. I don't know. Florida's weird. What did Florida? Let me let me look this up. How close was it? I think it was like oh, being close. Twenty sixteen. Twenty eleven results by. Uh, state. So Florida, he only won Florida by about a percent. Oh shit. So it's pretty close. Never mind then. Same with Michigan. He won Michigan by less than half a percent. Are you kidding me? No. That's fucked. It's really close. And people think he's going to win this time? I don't know. Like, 
there's a lot of states that were like Wisconsin. He won by less than a percent. Same with Pennsylvania. You know, if you add those up, that's 20, 30, 50, 80 votes. That flips it. Damn. I feel like I've just heard people like he loses support, though, ever since all this happened. I guess like every presidential election, though, every president seems to lose more support than they actually gained over their term. Yeah. I really don't know. I don't know either. It's going to be an interesting election. It will be. Go out it's and one of vote. Those things, yeah, like just just vote. I want to. I I want to honestly say I don't care who you vote for. I do, but voting for someone is so important. I care more that they vote more than I care about they yeah they vote for. But that being I, said, I, I do care agree. about who you vote for as well. But I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not biased. Right. Exactly. And I assure you, whoever you vote for, we can still be friends at the end of the day. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Damn. But yeah. Damn, Cairo. What what got you? Like I can I can respect an individual's opinion, but yeah. given what the hell is this? Given what Trump has made it clear that he stands for and what he's done in office, if someone if someone votes for him in 2020, then you don't know what you're doing. That's... You are clearly demonstrating to me that you either don't care about politics enough to actually learn about what you're voting for, or you are malicious in the reason that you're voting. Hot damn. Oh, have you seen those uh, new Trump ads about gun safety and gun like rights? Not at all. So I've been getting these ads. I think it's because I live in such a Trump-populated um, area that I get these ads for Trump that's like a woman walking to her car, and there's like a guy stalking her, and she's like, she's a mother of three, getting out from her job at midnight. Oh, okay, yes. Yes. That I have. And I always laugh at those because they never show up any evidence of Joe Biden saying he's against gun rights. or Because there's not. Yeah. I mean, there, there just isn't. None. And it amazes me that, you know, in a weird way, it's also kind of anti-capitalistic because here's this mother of three, single mother of three, getting mm -hmm. out of work at midnight to go home to her three children. You know, how do you raise kids on that? Boom. Yeah, the whole thing's just clear propaganda. It is, yeah. And then they always I say, had someone who was arguing that, where it's like, oh, these people have been brainwashed their whole lives. It's not their fault. And, like, I, I lived in one of those places where the only regular source of information is the news. You can still go to a library and do your own research. Hot but these damn. people choose not to. You're not it's wrong. It's a choice that they're making at that point. Yep. So I don't buy it. 
if you actually give a shit, you can go and learn more. And yeah, you're going to feel bad about it because you realize you're not the good guy in a lot of situations, but that's part of being an adult and advancing and making yourself a better person. I really like that. But for a lot of people, that's just too much responsibility and too much for them to have to try and think about. Well, you know, I dare say we've kind of gone a couple of generations without knowing the real value of responsibility. Probably. I mean, you look at, like, you know, the generation that fought in World War One and II, I, they, I think they had a good sense of responsibility. They went to go, you know, fight Nazis. Yeah, could be. Yeah. But then you have, like, all these people who were raised on Vietnam and that we were supposed to go do that. You know, we didn't have any responsibility. They were just dragged into it. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear many stories about people lining up to go to Vietnam. It's true. Well, for the most part, though, people understood how bullshit Vietnam was. Yeah. And, you know, we had those draft dodgers. Yeah. Bonespurs. I'm very curious how many of those uh, still are living up in Canada. Like, how many generations they're in now? I don't know. I guess it'd probably be similar to like the World War II Germans who live in Argentina. Fair enough. So, not none, but also not a huge number. Like, a town's worth, for sure. Oh, totally. But probably not too much more than that. So, uh, Alexei Navalny who was poisoned on the 20th of August. Okay. Uh, was poisoned with a Novichok nerve agent. It's pretty well presumed that he was poisoned at the order of Vladimir Putin. He's a uh, rival political figure in Russia. He was flown to Germany for treatment. And I think this is today. Today. He is up and walking now. Yay. Which is pretty, pretty damn remarkable because this is like the third time that he's been poisoned, I think. He's getting used to it. Yeah, he's building up an immunity. And then he'll be too powerful for even Putin to stop. <laughs> be too strong. <laughs> I'm immune to Windows, Putin. You have no power over me. Oh, snap. Then what? what would... Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, though. Um, there's a lot going on in Russia now, like actual protests. Like, where the protest? Where are they protesting? Uh, it it was the same protests that were from the, I guess he was a mayor. I think is what his position officially was, but of a large town, um, where he was arrested allegedly for the murder of like three people. I remember. And everyone now. was just sort of like, yeah, that's bullshit, and they protested. So yeah, oh you Russians! Many your... moving parts all across the world. You Russians and your ability to protest so well. If only we could protest as well as the Russians. Wink. Wink. I mean, 
Anything else we got going on in the world? Because it seems pretty depressing as always. Um, I mean that's that's definitely the general feel. You know, yeah. depressing as always sounds sounds about right. Yeah. I I think it's really weird how inclined I am to believe like more negative stuff than positive stuff in politics because I started following politics more in 2016 than any other year in my life, and. You know, yeah. that was my big jump into it with the 2016 election. Wow. Uh, here's some big news. What's up? NVIDIA has bought ARM. Which means? Uh, possible monopolistic kind of things in the tech space. Oh. Uh, so ARM is a CPU competitor with like Intel. Okay. They specialize in smaller, lower power chips than like traditional computers, but they're a huge company. And Nvidia, of course, makes graphics cards. Mm -hmm. Those are the two main components that you need for a computer: is a graphics card and a CPU. So Nvidia, I guess this would be the confirmation of the deal that they were working on. They bought ARM for $40 billion. Hot damn. Um, so one of the really huge things is that Apple has just recently announced that they were going to be switching from Intel CPUs and in their computers to their own ARM-based processors. So while it'll be their own uh, operating systems and their own architecture, as I understand it, the actual physical parts are going to be manufactured by arm okay which would be a you know that's that's apple is not a small company no it's quite huge um yeah so that's huge nvidia also officially unveiled their new rtx 30 series graphics cards i think it was this past week oh no but we didn't have the show last week so even if it was so yeah they officially unveiled the rtx 3070 3080 and 3090 um and it put all rtx 2080ti owners on suicide watch because the new graphics cards are way more powerful and way cheaper oh shit so like two weeks ago an rtx 2080 ti was a 1200 dollars part rtx 3070 is announced and it apparently performs better than the 2080 ti and only costs Four ninety nine. Oh. So now, if you go on eBay, you can find people selling twenty eighty Ti's for as low as five hundred dollars. Damn, which is crazy! Like literally seven hundred dollars just gone practically overnight. <laughs> I'm not exactly a computer guy, but those numbers still freak me out yeah i mean that's the the price of something was cut by more than half yeah and it's crazy so um the way it works right now is that the 3070 the new 3070 is set to be at least as a at least as powerful as the current highest tier consumer graphics type card yep the 3080 is said to be about twice as powerful as the current top tier one. And then there's the 3090 above that. That's, you know, 
again even more powerful. That's it, crazy. Thanks, Monopolies. Because even right. I mean, everyone was talking, particularly for AMD, how they're finally getting their next generation of GPUs to the point where it's like they were starting to look like they might be able to compete with Nvidia on like large scale. and then this happens and it's just completely out the window again but to have not not just because for a long time nvidia has been doing the thing where you know the top tier card of the past generation is equivalent to the not quite top tier card of the current generation yes but to like completely skip like two generations ahead and to have the highest tier card be comparable to a mid-tier card now and have the mid-tier card like not be ridiculously overpriced it's it's crazy it's gonna make a lot of people buy new graphics cards come winter especially now that the ps5 and xbox are coming out you know that's a legitimate comparison are you gonna spend five hundred dollars on a playstation for a brand new fancy playstation or are you gonna spend five hundred dollars on a kick-ass graphics card I mean, I guess it depends on your gaming setup. Very true. It's amazing. It's going to get to the point, though, now where for about the same price as a place, the same price as you could buy a new, like whatever the top end version of the Xbox Series X and the PS5, whatever the top end version of those are, it's going to get to the point where you can build a really good computer for less than that price. Well, I think that's what they're achieving, you know, trying to achieve. Yeah. they much rather have you buy smaller little individual parts they can mass produce than, you know, have to mm-hmm. go out of their way to make these specialized PCs just for you. Because then It'll you be get really like, interesting. It's like Subway versus Burger King, I guess you would say. Burger King, Maybe. you just buy a Whopper and you get the Whopper. But, you know, Subway, you know what you want and you just pick and choose. But up to now, you paid a premium by going to Subway. Yes. This could put them on par with each other. And it's going to be the question of, well, why would I pay the same for getting less and having less options? Of course, this is also going to affect like online options as well. When you have those uh, premium Mm -hmm. memberships for for, like PlayStation, Xbox and Nintendo versus, you know, free online of gaming. Did you catch the uh, Xbox series? That's not S. That's the current one. Whatever the next-gen Xbox that is discless will be. The Xbox Series X, I think it is. I think the Series X is the big one. Yeah, I know there's like a digital version now. I what? Let me find the names. What is the next Xbox? Xbox, Get your branding together. Seriously, it's such shit. Like PlayStation, it is so clean. It's like, oh, it's the PlayStation 4 now. There's the Pro there's the the slim but it's all the ps4 yeah when you have four x's in your console's name no one can keep that straight i i want to read you a tweet i found the other day i'm going to try finding it real quick um continue with your doing but you're, you're going to love this right. tweet so the next generation Xbox will be the Xbox Series X, which is a terrible name, and Microsoft should be ashamed of themselves. Their marketing department. So should be the ashamed. lower team must be the Xbox Series S. 
Okay. So the Series S, which is a diskless lower power version of the Series X, same functionality, but you can't run either, you know, you either can't have the same graphics resolution, you have to have low resolution or lower frame rate or both, but brand new for $299, which is really competitive for a new console. And the thing on top of that is to go with that announcement, it being a diskless console, they're of course pushing the Microsoft, uh, whatever their streaming thing is, their game streaming service. And a part of that announcement was that EA's streaming service is going to be incorporated into Microsoft's streaming service. So now for whatever, it's stupidly cheap, the Microsoft game streaming thing, but you'll also get all of EA's library, which shitty as ea is they have a pretty deep good library of games so we'll have to wait and see how it goes with the ps5 um i'm sure sony is prepared for this kind of a thing you know there's something that i heard where it was like the only people who actually know you know, the first people who know when a company's going to make a decision is that company. The second people who know is their competitor. Ouch. So I'm sure this was all stuff Sony was aware of ahead of time, but it's going to make, like, everything this winter is going to be ridiculously competitive. Because on the com on the console side, there's Xbox and PlayStation that are still going at it while Nintendo sits on the sideline with the Switch. Oh, but no, they have, don't they have a Switch Pro coming out too? There are rumors about one coming out. It's going to... I wouldn't be surprised if they just say fuck it and do it at the same time because people will buy that shit. I think they're they definitely will. going to announce it this winter. I heard rumors it's coming in 2021. Okay. Yeah. I, that would make sense. That, that would fit the way Nintendo usually does things. But at least you have Xbox and PlayStation going at it on the console side. You have NVIDIA 30 series graphics cards going up against AMD's RDNA 3, 2, 3, whatever the hell it is, for graphics cards. You've still apparently, there's apparently going to be new AMD CPUs that are released this winter, which is going to throw Intel in the garbage can even more if that's even possible. <laughs> Apple's going to be making their own processors, so Intel's getting shit on there too. It's going to be crazy. There's a lot of shit going on. I can't find the tweet, but it was basically something along the lines of um, all Xbox Series X games will be able to run the Xbox Series X. But when it comes to Xbox Series S games running on the Xbox Series X, you have to buy Xbox Series X enhanced versions of those Xbox Series S games for Xbox One and Xbox 360. What? Yeah. Was this like an official tweet or something? No, this was someone like giving out some details about like the console. Oh my god. So like this is like not like a joke or anything. This is actually I'm pretty sure they tweeted it as a joke, but they were being serious at the same time. Holy shit. Like yeah. that's terrible. That branding is shit. The fact that you can barely like it, it literally one letter difference between the two versions of the consoles is terrible to start with. They just want you to say Xbox over and over and over again. Yeah, and it doesn't work. No. Because what they had 
the Xbox, they had the Xbox One. That yes. was the last generation. The Xbox One X and One S was their upgraded version and their discless version. So now they have the Series X and the Series S. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a Wii U situation on their hands now. Oh, hell yeah. Because if you're going and you like, all right, I want to get the new cheap xbox for my kid for christmas that's the 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 the, the s xbox so I'll, I'll go to walmart <laughs> i'll ask for the xbox s and he'll, he'll be happy then you come home with some underpowered piece of shit from 2018 because they're named basically the same thing you can tell they're trying to take advantage of little grandmas i mean it, it i don't even know if they're trying to take advantage of it because it doesn't work like the wii u sold like shit because no one understood that it was actually a new console yes and it's really worrying like even if microsoft has an objectively better console than playstation for most people they don't read tech reviews you know I, the most review that they're gonna have is gonna be like in walmart's christmas catalog okay That's i found marketing. it i found it okay it, this is from ign mm -hmm. um imagine waking up first thing in the morning checking twitter to see what's on fire this week and this is the first thing i read this morning okay the Xbox Series S will not run Xbox One X enhanced versions of backwards compatible games, but will instead run Xbox One S versions of Xbox One and Xbox 360 titles. S say that again? I'll say it a little slower. The Xbox Series S will r not run Xbox One X enhanced versions of backwards compatible games, but will instead run Xbox One S versions of Xbox One and Xbox 360 titles. That's terrible. Yeah. For those of you that didn't understand that, that means they make you rebuy your games. Yeah. And at a lower quality than you might have had before. Yes. What the hell is Microsoft right now? That's. Let me see the <laughs> very weak console. Yeah, so this person points it out here. Jesus, the Xbox One X that means is a more powerful console than the Xbox Series X. <laughs> or Series S, sorry. So the higher version of last gens is better than the lower version of next gen. That's yep. terrible. Yep. Oh, and here someone actually put together a little thing here. A comparison of the Xbox Series S to the Xbox One X. So the only thing that the Xbox Series S has an advantage on is that the CPU itself is technically better. But the xbox one x has more compute units so even though there's less of them the ones or sorry even though they're weaker it has more of them so it can utilize them better in some situations it has more teraflops so a better gpu it can handle 4k the series s can't has more storage more ram more ram bandwidth so it's faster and it can handle 4k blu-ray which the xbox series s can't because it doesn't have a disc what what is a, an xbox Series X cost right now. Or sorry, an Xbox. God, I've been fucking talking about it for half an hour now, and I still can't get it right. Oh my gosh. It's terrible. This is hell. I so love right now, 
you can buy from Walmart an Xbox One X, one terabyte, for four hundred bucks. Which one is that I, one again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the highest version of the current generation. You can buy it for like four hundred bucks. Yes, comes with one controller. One. This is terrible. Um. Oh, so here's one. So you can get, it looks like, uh, so here's, here's a bundle. You can get the Microsoft Xbox One X, the current gen highest tier version with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, 430, 425 bucks. Okay. So that's a solid game and you get a game with it so you can play it right away all in one box. Compared to the $300 lower tier of the next gen one, you know, like come black Friday, I can guarantee these current gen Xboxes are going to be pushing $300 for some of these bundles. Like yes. no question. How can, if you're Microsoft, how can you sell a new console like that when the last version is just strictly better? With a smile. That's yeah, how apparently. <laughs> I think the way I, the word that I would use would be poorly like they've done for the last two generations. Damn. I love like I've been reading some of the comments of this tweet from IGN and someone's like, did you just fucking insult me in some other language? Yes. Someone says this is they have a, a what I read. The Xbox Xbox will not Xbox box Xbox enhanced versions of Xbox, but will instead <laughs> run Xbox Xbox versions of Xbox box X and Xbox. Oh my god. It's terrible. How much X could an Xbox box if an Xbox could box box? <laughs> this picture is designed to give the viewer the simulated experience of having a stroke, particularly in the occipital lobe of the cerebral cortex, where visual perception occurs. Everything looks habitually familiar, but you can't quite recognize everything. Oh god. Why do they do this? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't the best idea to have absolutely no naming structure for the Xbox consoles. You know, the 360 was such a good name. It was. The 360 was a great name. Yeah. And they should have just called the next one the fucking 720, like <laughs> any normal person would have. Oh. And then this one would be the 1080. That'd be perfect. But I bet. I don't know. Can, does NVIDIA? Invi no, they don't. They can't have that. They probably have like the GTX and RTX stuff patented, but they can't patent a number. They can't copyright a number. You'd be surprised. But yeah, like that would have worked out. You know, like you have PlayStations 1, 2, 3, 4. Smart, right? And then yeah. Nintendo has just a unique no name for all the one consoles except for the Wii U. They had, like, the NES, the Super, the 64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, then Switch. Not exactly confusing, because they're all new. And then you have this word soup. Where did they think this was a good idea? It's terrible. And you know what I hate the most about it? Hmm. that the fact that they have like x and s 
as like the last defining letters for like the quality of the console. But then the two words for the console is Xbox Series. So you just can't yes. call it like the SXX or the SSS because not only do those letters sound so similar, they just mm-hmm. yeah. Like you can knock PlayStation for any number of thing you want, but their branding is spot on. Spot on. Yeah. You have the PS4. Yep. Just the PS4. After that, you got the PS4 Pro, which is clearly a better version of the PS4. After that, you had the PS4 Slim, which is a slimmed down version of the PS4. A diet it's version. Perfectly clear. And now we get. Let me see. What, what is it? I know the one's just called the PS5. But I actually don't remember what the slimmed down version of the next one is. The 2.5? Because there's going to be two. They call it the digital edition. Yes, which is perfect. That's the act. That's the only name you need. So you have the PS5 and the PS5 digital edition. That's it. Very clearly tells you that you have the standard PlayStation and then the PlayStation that is doesn't have a disk drive. Yep. You know, I'm surprised Nintendo not, never it made a. Shouldn't be this hard for Microsoft. I'm surprised Nintendo never thought about doing a digital only Switch. Makes sense. It's like mm-hmm. a little tablet already. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Kind of. I've actually started been starting to see a lot of uh, higher end mobile type games. Like, kind of stuff that you would expect to play on a tablet just to get the better screen real estate. Yeah. Start to make the transition over to the Switch. And I, it makes a lot of sense. I think that's what they were going for. Had to be, at least. Yeah. Have I ever told you about, like, the really confusing names with some guitars that's, like, almost as bad as the Xbox brand? <laughs> I don't think so. So, like, you have, like, your basic bodies, which have names, but if you want, like, a specific right. type of each body, they have, like, these really weird, like, serial numbers you have to memorize. So, for example, uh, looking at Guitar Center right now, I've got, I'm looking at an Ibanez, which Ibanez pretty much only does one body type, so everybody knows what you're talking about at first. But this particular model of Ibanez is a GRGR120 EX. Okay. Yep. Or you have what else do we have here? Uh uh a rogue RR one hundred Rocketeer. I don't know. Maybe this is just me being a guitar nerd. person with a loud bike <laughs> really did you hear that no i did not oh i'm surprised some asshole with a ridiculously loud bike just drove by i have that happen all the time whenever a semi passes by the house shakes a little yeah i feel that yeah do you live by a highway i not not like super close like it's it's Less than five minutes from a highway. Okay. It's far enough away that I don't really hear the highway traffic. Lucky you. 
Yes. Hmm. Like I remember even when we were at all of that, that was close enough that we could hear it, and that was pretty annoying. Did you ever hear the trains coming by and all of that? Yes. I'm kind of used to that, though. Out where I live, in the rural sticks, where I, I used to live, at least, um, there is not any train tracks that are particularly close, but they are loud. So it would be really at night. You can hear them all the time. Oh no! What am I fucking talking about? Of course, I I I do. There's train tracks very close to me, but it's rarely used. It's like a, a Pfizer corporate kind of thing almost. Oh, okay. So it's not like regular train traffic. It's a few times a week, but it, it it's it's very close. That's why I, I just like I actually just forgot about it. It's so little used. I just remember from all of that. I would wake up in the middle of the night sometimes when the train was passing by. Well, do you have anything else you want to add today? I saw a funny tweet. Um, so I follow SteelSeries on Twitter. And they get, like, on every single one of their tweets, there's, like, piles of people who are just like, hey, SteelSeries, send me free stuff. <laughs> and someone tweeted at them, what would it take for you guys to send me a nice pair of Arctis Pro wireless headphones? And they responded with $329.99. Brilliant. Which is great. Um, let's see. Huh. What's up? I might have something here. What is this? No, I don't want to allow ads. Yes, you do want to allow ads. Corporations need to eat too, Cairo. Dakota. Yeah, I know they do. Attorney general huh the south dakota attorney general involved in fatal car crash oh shit <laughs> um i'm um, just gonna do this real quick yeah because the other news story that i was seeing here is uh, Attorney General reported hitting a deer. Man's body discovered the next morning. Fuck. At the time of the crash, he called 911 at approximately 10.24 p.m. and informed authorities that he had struck something. The oh. Sioux Falls... Blah, blah, blah. Name the person killed as Joe Bover, 55, standing his cousin, Victor Nemec. Nemec said that Bover had apparently been walking on the side of the road sometime after hitting a hay bale with his truck. When he was not at home the next morning, the family contacted the authorities. Huh. Yeah. So apparently, the South Dakota Attorney General... General Hang, he thought he hit a deer? And then just some dude starts limping and around? And the next morning, they found out that he hit a person. That's pretty fucked up. Oh, I got a funny story for you. I'm sorry, but I am absolutely calling bullshit out on, on this. Why? We both live in fucking Michigan. Any Anyone who lives in this kind of an area knows what a deer looks like. 
And even in the middle of the fucking night, if you see a deer on the shoulder of the road, you know it's a deer. Yes. I don't believe that the fucking attorney general of South Dakota couldn't tell the difference between a deer and a person. I just don't buy that at all. Fair enough. You know, now you say it, I hear it too. <laughs> like. <sighs> Unless the person was like on all floors, like some kind of cursed drawing. <laughs> that would be different, but that's clearly not what happened here. This other guy hit a, hit a, he crashed and was walking back and this happened. Hey. I just don't buy it. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, why do you think... All right. Here, here's some possibly more lighthearted news. Please. Apparently, Pringles is testing a new can design. Ooh. Okay, I need to hear this. Okay, so let's see here. <laughs> let's see. Whoever, who, who wrote this? Harmit Kaur, you need to just accept the fact that you aren't going to be a writer and you work for CNN. Cut this bullshit out. For years, the iconic tall tube that houses the hyperbolic paraboloid-shaped potato chips. Stop! Oh you don't God. need to talk that way. Someone is trying to justify their English major. Hyperbolic paraboloid-shaped potato chips. Do you think it's uh, paid per syllable? I don't. I At that point, I don't doubt it. I now do. I didn't before, but yeah, that would at least make sense. Yes. Oh my god. That's... Also, Pringles very specifically won a lawsuit arguing that they aren't potato chips. They are crisps. They were sued for violating some tax law, and they won in court because they don't make chips. They make crisps. <laughs> so they're not even doing it right. Oh my god, that's funny. Alright, so the actual story here is apparently in 2017, a recycling trade group in the UK called them the number one recycling villain. Um, so they are Kellogg's, Sean Springles, I didn't know that, that's interesting. They're trying out a new design made of recycled paper at three Tesco grocery stores in England. So do they have pictures of them? No. Nope. Thanks. That's wholly unhelpful. Uh, so let's see if we can find some other articles here. New Pringles can. Can. Improved Pringles can. So just, what the hell is this? All right, there's some dumb stuff here. What do you find? Uh, I'll I'll send you this picture and. I'm scared. Oh no! Sorry, someone turned a Pringles can into a dice tower. Okay. That makes sense. That's creative because it's, you know, it's a tube. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So it looks like the main difference is that the lid is made from a different material. 
so it's the lid can actually be recycled it looks like the lid might be either metal or plastic but compared to the, like the thin plastic that the current ones have you can't recycle those so that's recyclable and the entire can is made of paper rather than it just being a cardboard tube with like the aluminum bottom okay so the entire can can just go straight into paper or cardboard recycling interesting i can buy that that's fair uh what is this oh that's different so yeah that's ba legit that's cool back like a year ago my uncle wanted to like revolutionize the pringles can so he wanted to make it so that pringles had like a little spring at the bottom and depending about how many chips you ate the can would like raise the bottom so you don't have to go diving in for your chip Mm -hmm. And he tried selling the pen to it to Pringles, and Pringles said no. I don't doubt it. So the moment, like you said, that they were redoing the can, my like immediately, I thought of that. My uncle would have been very pissed. Apparently, here's some more cool news. They have found salty water on the dwarf planet Ceres. Oh boy. It's pretty cool. I didn't you just tell me that, you know, those kind of news stories aren't exactly the best though. They're not particularly insightful. Yeah. But they are just sort of like, yeah, that's cool kind of things. Like this. Doesn't tell us anything. We know there's salty water on Ceres now, but we don't know if it means that there's actually salty water. We don't know where it came from. We don't know if there's anything in it. We just know that it's there. We just know some sodium chloride got mixed up with some hydrogen and oxygen. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Woot woot. I will say, though, this was being taken. This is actually uh, imaging that was done by an orbiter rather than through uh, the kind of stuff they were doing on Venus. So this is a bit more interesting. The stuff where there's like actual space travel involved is always going to be cooler. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, what was that? What was that That JAXA thing? J-A-X-A. Hayabusa. Hayabusa was really fucking cool. Why? I was following this when we were still working at WCR. So Hayabusa was a series of space missions. Uh, Hayabusa 2, actually that they were sending this Japanese space agency sent a satellite, I guess it's not really a satellite, but it kind of is to the Hayabusa asteroid to collect samples and then bring them back. It was just really cool because, you know, it doesn't sound like it's that big of a thing, but part of it was they literally had to like launch things from the, the probe into the asteroid to break parts away and then go in and collect them. So, like, that was really cool. This is, like, actual practical innovations that we've been making over years being put into practice. Um, and Hayabusa 2 is actually going to be returning in December of this year. So I remember very... you telling us about this. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of space stuff that I like to see. You know, a bunch of scientists sitting around throwing, you know, lasers at planets hundreds of miles. Not hundreds of miles. Jesus. Uh, like millions of miles away is kind of cool but it doesn't tell us that much not nearly as much as like actually sending a probe 
somewhere, having it collect samples and then bring them back for analysis. I think that's going to be proved to be, at least in the long run, it'll tell us much more about the stuff that's actually going on and give us more valuable information that we can actually act on. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that statement. I guess in general, I always find practical research to be much more interesting than these exploratory kinds of things. So I always like it when science starts blurring the line between actual practical science and science fiction. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Like Boston Dynamics. Can't get enough. Yeah. Time. You can buy one of them now. It's crazy. Did you see they're making the first robot nurses with their stuff? No, I hadn't. That's cool. Yeah, it's a robot that'll basically come in. You've got like a little tablet. And while you're doing like this paperwork on its tablet, it's like reading your bios, getting your like basic information, like on how your temperature is, how you're breathing, stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I mean, our grandkids aren't going to have jobs, but hey. But um, tis. But um, tis. Uh, so I talked about it at the start of the show, and actually I got cut off when I was talking about how trash Ubisoft is. Yes. Um, but they did have their was it Ubisoft Forward was basically their E3 replacement for this year. And they announced a whole bunch of different stuff about their current and future games. And they actually announced a new game that I think looks really fucking cool. Okay. It's called Agos, A-G-O-S, A Game of Space. See if I can find it here. Where did the trailer go? And I am getting like such, such strong, uh, like, uh, Interstellar. The movie Interstellar it just feels like that, and it's just so cool. Hmm. It's a like apparently a VR space simulator kind of thing where you're in, you know, a VR game and controlling all of this shit to do things in space it just looks fucking awesome of course i mean that just sounds cool in my opinion at least like that's the kind of game seeing this trailer is the kind of thing where that's like damn near enough to make me consider buying a vr headset because i think that's just cool if you could i don't know What's your opinion on the idea of us exploring artificial intelligence just in the group of, like, you know, simulated life, you know, for, like, all the people who are very lonely out there and giving them, like, a computer-generated life that's much better than, you know, what they got going on at home? I think it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous, too, and I, I think about it a lot, especially when we get better AI like the kind of AI right. we can have full conversations with. One of these days, a podcast will literally be just a dude in an AI talking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It, it's a conflicting thing because, you know, it, on the one hand, that would be really fucking cool yeah. to get to that point and to have that be a reality. But on the other hand, in terms of like 
productivity of the human race, that's really dangerous. You know, if you can, I guess, you know, people are still going to have to go to jobs and get, you know, money, earn money to have food and water and shit. But at the same time, there are enough people who have mental illnesses that might not be able to come to that and could be really self-destructive. You know, I didn't think about that as like, but it could be a good form of mental illness therapy. Huh? Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking more not mental illness therapy okay. as much as something that could cause people with um, like, I don't even know, like, I don't want to say undiagnosed mental illnesses, but, you know, if you have, uh, uh, like, depressive type mental illnesses, and you can go into a virtual world and have an objectively better experience than you are in the real world, and you are, you know, maybe not smart enough or not mentally mature enough you know, like some kind of autism or something to be able to tell the difference between those two things, it can be really self-destructive to your own body because you spend all your time in this virtual place rather than being in the real place because the virtual place is created to be a better place and it's real enough that you can't tell the difference necessarily. Yes. And then you have problems with people developing mental illnesses around the disconnect that they would have between being able to tell the difference between what is the real world and what is fictional. Okay. That's sort of what I'm getting at. Yeah, I totally get that. You know, if you spend 16 hours a day in a video game and eight hours at work, at a certain point, which one is your real life, right? Good question. I mean, that's like the big philosophical question that doesn't have an answer. I mean, I am personally attached to the idea of like a a soul. And I agree. Yeah. And I think when you have something like that, I think it's honestly the place where it's still physical because that's where the soul's attached, you know? I would definitely agree with that. I'm I'm thinking more abstract philosophically, you know. I know, but I think like the perfect I think you have to counter abstractism with, you know, more grounded things at times because we can be abstract all day, you know? We can like go to like far corners of the human psyche where literally nothing has shape, and at that point, you don't even know what you're talking about sometimes. Yeah, that's just my two cents. Because it's a like dangerous world, technology is dangerous. Absolutely, I fear the day that AI come, and like. Well, I guess I'm not afraid, but I'm just so scared of what the initial reaction is going to be. Yeah. And I guess that's one of the things that it's kind of a double-edged sword because, you know, VR gets criticized because it's not real life yet. Yet. You know know what I mean? It's not the visual fidelity of it isn't to the point where people feel that the VR is convincing. 
Yes. But at the same time, when it becomes convincing, you know, I guess the question is, where can you draw the line? And I guess I don't know that answer. Should and VR become convincing? Like that is also another point. That's one of the things that I like about the game trailer that I was telling you about is because of the art style of it. It has a very clear art style. It's clearly a game first. Yes. It's not like, even though it's a simulator kind of game, it's clearly a game. There's no question about what it's supposed to be. I think that's important. I'd also argue that I, back to your real life argument about which is your real life. You're living more in a game than in a reality. I mean, you can't really feel a game in virtual reality yet, but I guess the yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. The eventually we're going to get there though. Yeah. Well, it's a matter of time. I guess it's the one that you can start having both a physical, like an equal amount of physical and emotional responses to. It becomes your real life. Yeah. Because that feels like that's like the cornerstone of living, you know? Mm -hmm. Physical and emotional. Huh. I guess even spiritual, but that's more of an abstract also true damn we went deep what if valve makes the first full like what is they call it in in uh sort of full dive vr headset oh god and gabin just literally becomes god no you don't understand it's actually going to be you know uh bethesda and once we put on the deep dive we're going to open our eyes. We're going to be in the middle of a fucking winter wonderland. <laughs> and hearing wagon wheels, we look around, and then we turn and see this scummy old man-looking guy saying, Oh, you're finally awake! Todd, you did it again. Motherfucker. Ugh. That would be hilarious. Wouldn't it? I will yeah. say Skyrim might be the first deep dive game ever made. I truly believe that deep down that there's a good chance that could happen. I mean, it's already done. All it would need was just brucing up. All right. I've got one last thing here to bring up. Okay. This frustrates me. I'm skimming through Reddit here, and apparently they've released cover art for the next series of Pro League skins in Rainbow Six. Okay. And the major change is they switched from a purely international model to now having different national, not even national, different regional leagues. So there's a North American League, uh, a Latin America, Brazilian League, a European League, and an Asia Pacific League. And for some reason, the North American League is represented by a British character. Oh. That's going to start some it, shit. It's just, it's not okay. No. We fought hard to get those damn grubby tea sippers out of our country. Yep. Make uh, North America great again. Kick out the British. Get them gone. Get them gone. Sorry your country sucks at the moment, but you can't have ours. It's on fire. <laughs>
Would you like to call it the show for today? That's what I got. Yeah. Well, thank you for this deep dive into technological talk. Even though a jock like me barely understood any of it. Get it? Yes. Okay. Even your damn gym visits. Hey, 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 hey. I'm a Chad now. (laughs) (laughs) I I threw up a little bit in my mouth saying that. (laughs) I'm Eve Missile Ryan, and I've been a Schmo. I'm Kyle, and I've been a Schmo. And this has been the Jock and a Schmo Show. And now we leave as I slip back into the Matrix. Oh, God. Thank you, and have a good night, ladies and gentlemen.